what up though welcome to another episode of love loves podcast true carpet with your best friend duo i am unique love and i am simone loud super excited to have y'all here you know how i like to say whether you driving in your car whether you at the gym whether you take me back exactly listening to our voices and embracing your ears we are all up in there all up in there for episode 11 of truth carpet yes Yes. so excited yes yes i'm always excited i'm excited for this topic i'm i'm excited for it but i'm nervous about it because you know it's like one of those topics that you keep under the pillow it's like a pillow talk it is like a pillow talk so mom dad simone's dad simone's parents my cousins could listen my sister and my brother don't listen to this podcast because it's kind of weird for you to listen for me i mean i don't know i mean we'll see once we really get into it okay before we even you know get into the topic i know people like what's the topic what are they talking about (laughs) (laughs) you know we gotta check on in and let the people know how we are how you doing i feel good today uh it's been a rough last few weeks because of everything that was going on same thing that i talked about in episode 10 but the sun is shining yes the weather is nice yes degrees outside look at how we dressed okay that's how you know summer is here summer is yeah. Here. Okay. <laughs> I feel good. I feel great. Me too. No complaints today. Right. Sun is out. Sun is shining. Summer is officially here. So hey, summer. We just out here, you know, having our melanin. You know, mm. feeling Sun-y. good. I got the skin glistening. Right. I got a nice little 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 tanny tan. Look yeah. at that. Okay. Yeah. Skin is glistening, honey. I was like, come through. I ain't gotta go nowhere to get a tan. I'm gonna get one right in New York. Right. <laughs> right in New York. Yeah. And I must say, my best friend, y'all, she finally caught the train today. I was alive. She realized. came from Jersey to Brooklyn on the train. She I don't never get on the train. How spoiled I am. I was like, oh my God, I thought I was lost. I felt lost. I was in the right building, but I felt so lost. I wanted to cry when I called Moni. I was like, Simone, I don't know where I am. She's like, show me the sign. Show me the sign. I'm like, oh my God. And then like everybody's lost. Everyone in there is like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, oh my God. Nobody knows where the, where the train that I need to catch is. I'm like, follow the sign. Yes. Then, <laughs> then the shuttle had to get me. Then I still told Simone this little boy peeing in the street. She's like, welcome to New York. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. And little, like, he had to be like five or six years old. Just pulled down his little pants and started peeing. Then somebody no, walked in the train. Yeah, she was like, Mike, and turned him around the other way. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I guess he had to pee. <laughs> that wasn't his first time doing that. Right, obviously not. <laughs> they probably take him to the side of the alleyway, but he was just like, I'm used to this. I'm in the middle of the street. Pulled down his little pants. Because we had to take the shuttle because the, um, the train didn't make all the stops. Yeah, the train stopped running. I'm like, dang, her first time catching train over here. It's not even running. Right. Dang. You should gotta have to catch the shuttle. I've never caught the shuttle. Yeah. So but now she got now a full on experience. Yes. Now I'm up. Yep. Yes. And I'm saving miles. <laughs> saving miles. And gas. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. Well, you know, technically, well, today is what is today? Sunday. I know, but we're recording June, what is it, 27th? 26th. It is June 26th. Whatever. By the time y'all hear this, it's going to be July 8th. And by July 8th, I would have already hit my one year mark of being here in New York. Like, I remember when I first got here and I did my Into Fruition vlog about how I got here. So now I'm going to have to do like a follow up 
I think about like how it has been for my first year. To be like a mashup. Yeah. You still never posted the first Right. Time. I still have videos from when I was doing some vlogging before I moved and then on the way here and mailing my stuff and all that. So yeah, I should do I'm mean, I should definitely do a mashup. Um y'all can see like literally the growth <laughs> in the transition <laughs> yeah, exactly of me over the past year but I've, I've definitely grown a lot I've enjoyed being here um it's been a lot of fun and there's still a lot that I haven't done that I'm looking forward to doing so yes I'm happy for me in <laughs> my one year mark of being in Brooklyn it's been a it's been a fun ride, and it's going to continue. So. Oh, my little money. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, other than that, we looking good. We feeling good. We hope y'all feeling good and looking good, too, no matter what you do. Mm. Ooh, ooh, poo. <laughs> yeah. So are you ready to end this check-in? Let me go ahead and do the rundown. Okay. I'm also running down to you right now. So first up in our icebreaker segment, we are going to be, oh my goodness, I think I forgot what we're doing. Oh no, we're gonna be answering a question. I had a little, y'all, I'm getting old. I gotta get I gotta get myself together. I gotta stop saying it. I'm not really getting that old. <laughs> You're younger. But we're gonna be answering a question about a positive change in our lives that has made us who we are. Then heading on over into suite two two three, Yaya will be blessing the mic, y'all. You know she don't bless the mic often. <laughs> She'll be blessing us with a piece that I have not even heard yet. So we all gonna be hearing it together for the first time. Then heading over into our hot topic segment, we have something a little juicy, a little hot. I mean, it is a hot topic. Suddenly we in the cab with our Moscato, okay? Talking about sexual orientation. We're talking about sex things. It's like a sex talk. Yes. Talking about sex. Sex... Whatever. It's, it's a conversation about sex. Just tune in to find yes. exactly which points we're going to be hitting on in this sex conversation. Because some of y'all might be thinking it's probably not even that. So calm down, have a little chill pill. So <laughs> then in dorm stories, we're going to be discussing when we had our first crush. So you don't want to miss out on that. And then, of course, in the end, you have to tune in to find out what we have in store for you. Because it's the community news. Yes. And it's always something for everybody to know. So tune in to find out. And I think that's the end of the rundown right Yeah. Here. Okay. <laughs> so now we're going to head on over into our icebreaker. <laughs> Still don't have a sound machine, y'all, but we are working on it. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait until we get to the studio. Then y'all really going to be like a vibe. Like, okay, that's do what they say. Yes. Mm -hmm. Hey y'all, we are in our icebreaker segment where we are going to be responding to a question. That question is asking Moni and I, I was pointing to myself, I said Moni and I. I mean, we do kind of look alike. People mix us up all the time. <laughs> the question is, what is something that you've experienced in your life that basically made a positive impact on you? I said the question totally different than it is in the notes, but same, same question. So do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You, you can go first. Okay, so I think I spoke about this on a podcast, the question of the month, something love loud. I spoke about this before. 
um, throughout my life, I've always cared so much about what people had to say, people's opinions on things of what they thought was the best way to go or what you should do or who you should date like all those things I always just cared about people's reactions and their opinions on me and I remember dating someone some time ago and that person was like why do you always care about what people say or think and it's just like I I cared about the image and I cared about like being this proper person and doing things right and that was like a ongoing theme in my life whether it was work whether it was dating, whether it was friendships, just all these things. Like even in college, I had this best friend and she was really close to me. And um, other people were like, why are you hanging around her? Uh, she She's doing this and that with this person and that person, like basically negative imagery. And that's going to have an impact on you. And I, those people's words, even though I didn't think it at that time, did have an impact on my relationship. And it kind of shifted me to pull myself away from this person because I didn't want people to think that what she was out there doing that I was doing too right so it wasn't until I had um in my career we have like check-ins and we get graded based off of like how we do things and the consultant was saying that you're dope at what you do you you're knowledgeable like all these things that give me all this credit but you don't believe in yourself and basically the thing with what he was saying is that um Where's your confidence? Mm-hmm. Where's like, and and that's what it when it hit on everything of I care too much about what other people have to say. Before I respond to anything, I'll say, I'm not sure if this is right, but or I, I was thinking this, but like it's always that opposed mm-hmm. to the answer. He's like, Yeah, yeah, when you respond, it's the right answer. Yeah. Or it's a dope perspective. But if Moni goes first and she shares what she's saying has to say. That's right, too, but then it shuts down my perspective, too. So over, what, the last year and a half, I've learned to build my confidence and to not hold back and to speak up for how I feel, whether that's work-related, whether that's family and relationship-related. I've learned to um, be confident in myself. So if somebody says, you're too sensitive, so what? I am, and I am, and, oh, you... Um, you're, you're stopping. Maybe you should go get licensed. I don't want to get licensed. I'm, I'm content of where I am right now. Oh, you should go move to this place or that place. No, I like where I'm at. Or I do want to move, but not yet. Like, right. I have to feel confident and know that just because by this age, people might have this salary or live here or date here or be married and have a mom kids. I don't have that yet. Right. And I'm okay with what I have. Oh, when are you going to have kids? When are you going to get married? When I'm ready to. When I am ready to yeah. let them know. So that's something that throughout my life, having that conversation with that consultant, it made a shift and it drove me to work on myself in that aspect. And I'm I'm really comfortable now of where I am. And it's not, it wasn't a comfortable change too. Like when your boobs start growing, it's it itches <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, it's painful. Not comparing it to your boobs, but once but they get to, yeah, once they get to that size or whatever, it's like, okay. You know, in most cases, sometimes it's like too much, but it's like, okay, like, I like, like when you get a tattoo, right? You love your tattoo, it's itchy. I don't got none, but I'm just what I hear it's itchy and all that stuff. But once it finally like heals and everything, it's like, oh, I love my tattoo kind of thing. So, that same thing about growth, it's not easy to stand up to somebody, right. it's not easy. I'm a runner, so it's not easy to 
have a conversation that's uncomfortable with a friend or somebody that I love and care about. But once I have that conversation and speak about how I feel, I feel so much better. So I've come out of that box and that shell that I've been in for so long, and I'm just proud of myself. I'm proud of you too. Come Thank you. Confidence. Say it with confidence. Do it with confidence. Because you are yes. confident. Okay? Not conceited. Confident. Oh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what about um, you? For me, I thought of a situation back when I was living in LA. And I used to drive Uber a lot to help me make extra well lift. Mm-hmm. I drove lift more than I drove Uber. So during one of my rides, I actually had a woman get into the car and she pretty much she wasn't sure like where to go mm-hmm. all she knew was like where she was like she just needed to get away so I can't mm-hmm. I can't recall specifically if she was like in an abusive relationship or um she was trying she was trying to get to a shelter okay but the address that she had gave me um she pretty much pretty much wasn't sure exactly like where like she wanted me to take her okay um but she basically started breaking down to me like how she was like basically having gone through like different situations and how she got to this point in her life and um instead of just driving around like I kind of just pulled over mm-hmm. um and I don't know why I felt compelled to but I was like can I pray for you I had never I had never did anything before. like that never especially to somebody that I did not know but for whatever reason, I just felt it on my heart. Like she just needed somebody to be there for her in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did. Well, I pulled the car over. I prayed for her. She thanked me. She cried. Um, and and then eventually, like, I helped her, like, find, like, the location as far as, like, where she felt safe for me to take her. Mm-hmm. But for me, mm-hmm. um, that had a positive impact on me because like despite the things that I'm going through there's always somebody else could be going through something worse and it was a reminder for me like yes I am struggling yes I'm you know I'm pretty much driving Lyft to help me make this extra money to keep the roof that I have over my head um but I'm out here I'm out here doing it on my own like I had to remind myself of the positive things that I had in my life and um being able to um provide myself with some groceries in the refrigerator to be able to afford even though it's right a roof over my head (laughs) continue to keep clothes on my back and like doing that by myself you know paying that car insurance being able to get gas regardless of the fact of like the struggle that I had like there's somebody else somebody somewhere that just has it off just a little worse you know and then just looking like in hindsight of just understanding how blessed I truly am and for me to be able to take the time to like pass on a blessing you know I she didn't expect that I still to this day I don't know what compelled me like I surprised myself because I hardly pray out loud like sometimes when I'm by myself I'll pray in my head like I won't speak words out loud so for me that was like a major growth moment Mm -hmm. in regards to me being able to like verbally pray for her out loud um and her feeling well afterward yeah so regardless like I, I still can't remember exactly like what she told me, but the fact that she felt better after that moment to continue to just try to figure out exactly like what she wanted to do in regards to her situation after having met me. Um, I think that it changed the circumstances of both our whole day because I was having a rough day that day as well. But I think me coming into contact with her, um, it was a beautiful moment. It was honestly a beautiful moment that I 
most definitely will always remember. Um, and I, I actually, I've never, I've never done that. I've never done that again. I, that's the only time I've ever done that for a stranger. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, that means that like it touched you in a way that you had to outpour in, in a certain way. I, I don't know. I'm speechless right now because just for somebody to feel safe enough to tell you that or mm-hmm. to open up for you and especially while you're quote-unquote well it's not a quote-unquote while you're working because so many people could say well I gotta get to my next right person I gotta make this money but you stopped and it didn't just do anything for her but it did something for you as well mm-hmm. so close to you thank you yeah I just I wonder where she is now hopefully she right. stays somewhere yeah mm-hmm. yeah that was a few years ago but Blessings to her. Yeah. <laughs> well, growth. <laughs> growth. <laughs> it's a little thing. Yeah, it's a little thing. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing on our lovely podcast. <laughs> and that's <laughs> like I'm the guest. Yeah, she's our guest. <laughs> and uh, that's it for our expert. Yes, it is. And now we are heading on over into sweet two, two, three. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls across the world. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Welcome to Sweet 223. Um, this is Jaya here. If you don't want a voice, I'm going to be sharing a piece called You. You. Like Y-O-U. Like the TV show You. You. But it's not spooky. Though. Okay. It's not crazy. It's not about stalking. No, it's not okay. about <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> You're my favorite love song. My favorite poem. My favorite person to come home to after the day's been long. You're my favorite laughter, my favorite cup of tea. And when I'm having a tough time, the only one I want consoling me. My life gained a boost of joy since you've stepped in. And snap, snap, snap. For a second, I thought she was about to keep going. I was like, but she's taking a little pause, a little breathe. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a little short piece, a little short piece. Yeah, the short, simple, is sweet. Yeah, thank you, sweet. But we want to know why you, I like it, but we want to know why you wrote this piece. I wrote this piece because I felt compelled to. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know the true story? The true story is I was in Atlanta using the bathroom. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> short and brief <laughs> um and so me and mommy had gone to atlanta and i went to go use the bathroom and and i mean i was on games on my phone so i was just like fumbling with my phone and i felt that i was missing somebody mm-hmm. um that i've been dating and it was like even though this is a short trip in atlanta i really miss him like i miss him so much so that's what i wrote about that person so nice. it's not really much but it's just like I guess I'm finding my my happy. Yeah. I, I can, let me take it back. Let me build my confidence here. <laughs> I'm finding my happy. I'm finding myself um, attached to somebody who I like and I care for. Mm-hmm. So that's the poem that I took while I was peeing in the, on the toilet. I don't know. If I, I think I was just sitting here to be honest. But yeah, while I was sitting on the toilet, I wrote that poem about that person. So this is for you if you're listening. 
It's like it may not be much, I'm but it's, you. it may not be much, but it's enough. Yeah. You know, like sometimes it only takes a few words to really tell you how you how you feel. You know, just to get that off your heart, off your chest, right. off your mind. You know, to just really tell somebody like I was thinking about you. Yeah, I've been thinking about you. <laughs> yes, Moni. So if you're listening, Moni. I love you, girl. I'm listening, baby. <laughs> it's nice. To, it's nice to be thought about. You yeah. know, especially like when you're spending time with someone. Um, and you do realize no matter like if it's a short amount of time or a long amount of time, but just being like away from someone and realizing like, damn, I kind of miss you. Yeah. I didn't expect, I like you like I you. didn't expect you, I didn't expect to miss you, but damn, now you got me all caught up in my feelings. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you miss me too. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's a good feeling too, because just going through the motions of the dating cycle and everything and Sometimes you catch feelings, sometimes you don't. So I don't know. It it is nice to feel that way. And I'm sure that person and Moni, if you're listening, <laughs> it's nice to know that I wrote this poem about you too. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Anybody missing me? You can text me and let me know. I might miss you too. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. Short and sweet. Short and sweet for the sweet two, two, three. And y'all already know what time it is next. Go ahead and give it to them, girls. Wait a minute. <clears throat> Hold up. Hot topics. I didn't even take a sip. <laughs> didn't even take a sip. <laughs> <laughs> it would have took too much. Hot topics. Yes. Wait, let me, let me get them the region. Hot topics. <laughs> For my baby. For my baby's born. 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 Oh my gosh. Hot topics. <laughs> hey guys and girls and non binary. <laughs> Whoever's listening. Everyone who's listening doesn't matter. Uh, welcome to our CAF segment. We are talking about sex. Yes, all things. S E X. S E X. Think before you let it go. Ooh. Okay. I remember that shit. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, with this segment, um, Simone and I, Simone and I, we like to do our research before we get into our podcast um, topic. So, the first thing we like to do is Google the definition <laughs> of what we're talking about, right? And the first thing that came up was just pages and pages of what sex is, whether it's gender, doing it, like just so many things like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like it was just too much. Sex everywhere. Sex everywhere. (laughs) Just just so many definitions. It's like, this isn't giving what I needed to give. So the way that we're going to go about this conversation is talking about sexual orientation and identities, and then specifically focusing on Simone and I, because we are not experts on sexual orientation. If you are and you're listening, please hit us up, whether it's DM, email, if you have our phone number, if you know someone right. who specializes, hit us up because we would love to have a podcast segment uh, where we're talking about special sexual orientation and identities and all the umbrellas because there's more than 10, y'all. It was um, so many. It was actually a little overwhelming. <laughs> take a little while it was overwhelming because there's a lot of things that we didn't even know 
um, terms that don't even exist. Well, that sorry that we didn't know existed, and terms under terms. And I like that even today. So you all know this is pre-recorded, and I caught the train to Brooklyn today, and I saw that today the pride uh, uh, parade is going on, and I saw a young lady out there with um, a blue, like different shades of blue flag. Mm -hmm. And even watching YouTube videos, I learned that there's different flags that represent the different orientations. So without further ado, we're gonna jump into it. And um, out of all the terminologies that we saw and that we read about, we chose to discuss seven. Um, the reason why we chose these seven is because they're the most heard of terms. And then they're also terms that either Moni and I thought we related to, or we found out that we relate to. Mm -hmm. um, but remember, we are not experts in this. After this, we're gonna choose or talk about um, ourselves and our experience and the other questions that we have. Especially like a, a conversation with you yeah. guys, if you, if, you, if you will. Okay, so let's take turns. We can either one, either one, either one. Okay, okay, we'll do that, we'll do that. Okay, so the first term is heterosexual, which means people sexually or romantically attracted to a person of the opposite gender. And gender meaning cisgender. And cis means that you were born and the doctors identify you as category A or category B. Right. And then the second is homosexual or gay, a person sexually and romantically attracted to the same gender. Honestly, I even at Yaya, I wanted to know like, is the term homosexual? Is that nowadays offensive mm -hmm. i honestly don't know if y'all know please let me know right um because i mean from my understanding it could be deemed as offensive mm -hmm. in this day and age because things are constantly inconsistently changing, changing and then you may prefer another term right but we don't know and it could be person to person it could be whatever we don't know but also while reading the notes it says on the notes it says heterosexual slash straight I don't know if saying straight is offensive to the other um, category. So let us know that too. Um, I don't want to offend anybody when, when I'm speaking. Right. The next term is bisexual, which is a person attracted to both genders, male and female cisgender. And by curious and questioning, I didn't even know that was on there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I guess, as it says, by curious, you are interested or want to know about being with. Can we kind of someone of the same? <laughs> there's, no, there's no definition there, so she had to go off the dome for that. I did. Asexual has several things under this umbrella, but I'll just say the general definition, which means someone who doesn't experience sexual attraction to others. However, this person may or may not experience an attraction to others of one or more gender. And I'll get into that when we talk about ourselves. Okay. Um, fluid. Someone who experiences shifts in their sexuality, attraction, or behaviors in different circumstances or throughout the course of their lifetime. Yes. And the last one for the, the purpose of our podcast is sapiosexual, a person who's attracted to intelligence rather than sex and gender. And those are the seven identities that we are discussing or we chose to highlight today. So... Um, we're going to tap into those by answering which sexualities do we identify with? I, for me, I would have to say heterosexual and a little sapio. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say a little bit because um, 
it's not rather than gender because mm -hmm. I am straight. So I do appreciate like the intelligence of others, but I feel like I'm, I'm more attracted to men. men. I'm not attracted to women. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do find women attractive. Yeah. I don't date women. Like, I think you're hot. <laughs> yeah. I do compliment women. I do when I find a woman is attractive. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't consider myself bisexual or a lesbian. Okay. So, I identify with heterosexual as well as um, fluid and sapio. So, I want to go backwards a little bit. I used to throw around the term, and this is why I wanted to share it today. I used to throw around the term asexual a lot and say, I wish I was autosexual, which is one, from my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, is one of the um, umbrellas, I mean, the raindrops under mm -hmm. um, the umbrella. I used to say that because guys get on my nerves so much. And although I think women are beautiful, I can't see myself in a relationship, like a romantic relationship with a woman. Mm -hmm. You're the closest that I would get to yeah. a, rela a relationship with a woman, um, in my opinion, in my experience right now. But um, I used to say that because I thought it meant like fish, like they're auto, some fish are autosexual um, or asexual. So I thought like pleasuring myself will be enough. I wouldn't find men attractive. I wouldn't find women attractive. I would just care for myself and that's it. Um, but I, I'm glad that we tapped into this definition so that if others thought like I used to think, that's not what it is um, <laughs> you know so it's good to do some research about um what these term terminologies are right so um as far as having like a long-term relationship and the connection with another person and a partnership is what i like to define it as i see myself with a man mm -hmm. um romantically sexually like all those things i see myself with a man the reason why i say fluid is because with being fluid your, your sexual orientation or your preference or your attraction can change in different parts of your life or different um, situations that you're in. So I do think that if I go to like um, a sex party or if I'm put into a, a situation where it's like, I haven't, I've never had like a magistrate or nothing like that. But if I am given the opportunity, I do find women attractive and I do have some, curiousness but I'm not bi-curious but um like I'm open I think because we never know until you're in a situation I think I am open so that's why I don't want to say that I'm not fluid but I may be fluid and does that make sense no no that does make sense okay. that makes sense <laughs> and then I also say sapio too because I've had opportunities to be intimate with somebody intimate in like the sexual penetration realm right with people that i thought was so hot or i've had a crush on for so long but i just can't bring myself to just like oh he's hot <laughs> take off my clothes and just pound him or ride or nothing like that i can't bring myself to that um i've had i've also had people who i look at now i'm like how did i date that person like what the heck is going on like how did i you know like i look back and like mm, like if i had a type that wouldn't be it mm -hmm. but with that because i question myself a lot of times like dang how did i date alex i never did it alex i just made that name up <laughs> but how did i date alex like dang like he's not fine to me but it was conversations mm -hmm. that i had with alex and how intelligent he is and like the words like such big grammar words like, like wow. i'm learning as i'm listening you know? And then the opposite of it too, like I've 
giving people a chance where they just sound so ignorant. You have so many typos and your your text messages and everything's just like, oh no, that's like you you fine as hell, but that's such a turn off. Right. So um hetero, sexual, fluid, and sapio just like make love to my mind. It's just like, dang it, that's just so fine, man. That's just so right. Um, I was like, I enjoy like in sitting and having a conversation and their intelligence like just yeah. some especially when there's someone that's passionate about something and they know what they're talking about like I could literally sit and just listen to them yeah just talk and I'm like oh my gosh so if it's like a set of twins they both look exactly like same t- same height same facial body structure everything same outfit everything is just the same but if it's one just like regular cabal and then the other one is like, <laughs> yo, like you mass, like it's just like I can I can sit there and talk about any and everything. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know what you're talking about. And even if you don't, you're open to right or uh, to learn other conversation. Yeah. So I, that's so hot. It is. I just I like because I I like enjoying to have like conversations to be able to have conversations about many things without it having to be, it doesn't turn into a debate, you know? It's yeah. just like just having, just literally having like an educated conversation, a mature conversation, yeah. um, and being able to like express your uh, opinions without feeling judged yeah. within that conversation, um, and then just I don't know, it's been, and also just a way to feel comfortable, you know, within having that conversation. It's just I'm telling you, like if I'm speaking to a man and knows what you're talking about, I, I kind of I melt. <laughs> but like I said before, like I appreciate that in women too. Mm-hmm. That's why like I find it very attractive. I'm not attracted to women, but I do find it attractive as far as like for both sex, as far as like being able to speak about what you know about and speak about that in confidence. Yeah. You know, it's, it's very it's a very attractive thing. Um, like how you talking before, it's the it's the confidence that comes with that. It's too. the confidence for me. <laughs> it's the confidence that comes with that, and like the, the poise that comes with it. Mm. Um, as far as like and how a person carries themselves, like just all around as far as like who they are as a person it's like I have no problem telling a woman that she look good you know what I'm saying like there's nothing wrong with complimenting another woman and letting her know that you know she you know she's appreciated she looked good she looked nice you know what I'm saying I think yeah. more women should probably do that like I have no issues with doing that and I think I think sometimes too it has been um I I don't know the word I actually want but it has been deemed as um possibly having like wanting to be with a woman because I'm complimenting her on a certain way. It's like it's not like it's not like that. Yeah. Like you just have to be like, no. <laughs> and I think that's what I just a think lot you're of, beautiful. A lot of people who identify as gay get that. Like just because I like um uh, just because I'm lesbian or just because I'm gay, meaning like I like dudes and I'm a dude. I mean, that doesn't mean that I want you. Right. And I think uh, if you flip it, hopefully this will stop people from doing that or thinking or assuming that. So that means that if you're heterosexual, that every guy that I see, I'm going to want to pound and find attractive. No, it just right. means that that's my preference. But not every single person walking around with that identity that I'm attracted to, that doesn't mean I'm going to want to pound them. Right. Just because I think that you're beautiful, you're attractive or anything doesn't mean that I want to pound you because for me as a for someone who identifies as sapiosexual it's more than that mm-hmm. like you could be you could be in other people's eyes physically not attractive or ugly or whatever but as soon as they open their mind, mind. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like 
I can't believe you just said that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to talk it. to you again. <laughs> that's what's stimulating the attraction and me wanting to have that close connection with you. Right. But I think it's part of that too. Like, I think being able to have certain conversations with one with intimacy. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a and part vulnerability. of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And that's the part of what makes it very, you know, that builds that attraction as far as like being with that person. Yeah. You know, I think that has a, that has a large, um, large play in an attraction. I most mm-hmm. definitely would say, okay. <laughs> I'm like, you can't have a conversation with the person. Like, how can you be with a person you can't talk to? Well, that's, that's for you. Some people <laughs> might just, you know, might just say it's just all the look that matters. Some people have different things that matter. That's true. And that's a part of my confidence too, because going through dating people, I will always talk to other people like, do looks really matter? Or how long is this supposed to, you know, like asking people questions. But I think when people say, once you know, you know, that's something that's true. It's, right. it, it really is real. So it doesn't matter how, like, I remember I had a boyfriend before and one of our friends was like, ew, how do you, how do you date him? How do you find him attractive? And even though from the, from the gate, I didn't think that, oh, he's so hot, but it was because we spent so much time together. We talked to, had so many conversations and everything. And then that made me feel, I feel safe with this person. Mm-hmm. I feel uh, comfortable enough to talk to him and vulnerable enough to, to open up. And then that transformed me to feel like, dang, like I'm starting to see you a different way too. Like you look good. Right. Like, it had nothing to do with sex. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing to do with sex at all. Yeah. So people are different. Just feel confident in what you feel mm-hmm. attracted to. Not everybody's the same. And I think exactly. that's what makes us beautiful as humans. Right. Love who you love. Yeah. And don't judge who love who they love. You know right. What I'm Okay, so we talked about which sexual identity, which sexual, uh, sorry, which sexuality we identify with. Now we're going to talk about how important is sex, whether you're single, in a relationship, etc. So, <laughs> <laughs> how important do you think sex is? Honestly, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. It's been so long since I've been in a relationship that sex usually isn't. I'm not going to say usually sex isn't the first thing on my mind, especially when it comes to getting to know someone, mm-hmm. because I'm honestly going to take my time in that realm before we even get to that point. Yeah. Um, it's more so me getting to know the person. I'm not, of course, I feel like at some point, you know, when that does happen, I feel like it's important to a certain extent because that takes a lot of, it takes a lot of vulnerability and it's also building a connection with that person. It's a different type of connection. Um, and then as far as like building the intimacy around that, being comfortable to build the intimacy around that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do believe to a certain extent it is important. How important? I don't know. Right Are you now. answering for Moni? I'm answering for Moni. Because we can only answer for ourselves. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how, I don't, I can't say how important. I know it, to some extent it is important, mm-hmm. but not to the point to say like, oh, it's something that needs to happen every single week or has to happen <laughs> every single day. Like yeah. for me, I don't know. Because it's been a while. For me, sex is important. Whether it's self-pleasure or with a partner, it's important for me. Um, I recently defined uh, self-pleasure as being pacified. Mm. Sometimes, like, some people smoke before they go to bed. Some people have a a cup of wine before they go to bed. Sometimes I need to masturbate before I go to bed because (laughs) it's it's soothing. It helps to relax me um, sometimes. So, uh that and then also with the homework that you gave me with watching the youtube videos 
one of the persons said um, sex is important because of uh, pleasure, but also with a bond, mm -hmm. doing the connection yeah. with either self, self or with the other person. But while watching that YouTube video, um, when you're single, when you're just worried about yourself or focused on yourself, whether you want to go get a one-night stand, I'm not talking about studying, <laughs> but when you want to have a one-night stand with somebody, with whether you want to explore with your, your hands or whatever you use, your toys, whatever, um, then that's on you. But when you have a relationship um, with another person, then I think every so often, I think he said that in the video too, every so often it's good to check in with your partner mm -hmm. to see um, how important sex is at that time with right. them. Or um, if things change, because you might have that kind of conversation today and they might say, um, I need sex three times a week. Mm -hmm. um, but then as a woman, like I can't, like I have my period, but are you okay with having sex while I'm on my period? Am I okay while having sex on my period? What do we do? Do we do Oreo? I said Oreo. <laughs> do we do Oreo? It be a thing. Right, it, it might be. But like, do you expect your partner to, um, do you do oral on you because you can't because right. you don't want to because some people they don't they don't mind the, the red flag i mean the red like that's <laughs> why you're on the red light um but then also they might be okay with that now but then a year later or even a week later they may change their mind on of it like things happen in our lives um that you know things might be stressful you may not have enough time to do that right um so right. every couple your rules may change but for me uh, sex is important how like how I don't want to have a calendar though right I don't I mean I do have flow <laughs> flow if you're listening give me a dollar um but I do have the flow app where I track uh, my menstrual cycle and I track so you can track uh, whether you had um, sex with another person if you had uh, masturbation like all those things I do like to track it because I'd like to know how do I typically feel around my period how do I typically feel around ovulation like all those things um so as of now, I think it's really important whether I'm single or whether I'm in a relationship or things like that. But it's either I know for myself or I have to open my mouth to express what it is that I need. And that's weird too, because like sometimes like you want to be pen. Sometimes I might want to have sex with another person to be penetrated, but sometimes I want to have oral sex. And um, I like at a, a time before thought it was weird to say, "Hey, like." to ask for what it is that I wanted. Like, I want doggy style, or I just want you to lick me, or like, whatever it is. But now I'm starting to feel comfortable with expressing what it is that I need. Right, you gotta say what you want, and say yeah. what you don't like. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't feel comfortable doing that. This is what I like. And I think also, too, in regards to getting to know someone, it's important to have those conversations, because in, in regards to sex, you're getting to learn each other's bodies. Yeah. So I typically found, like, the first one or two times that you may have sex it may not be like you it, might be it might be right it's like it's okay this is weird this is not how i've been waiting all this time this is not what i was expecting <laughs> you may get that right right but <laughs> it's also a matter of like growing and understanding like what your partner likes and doesn't like because everybody is different yeah. and everybody likes different things they like to be touched licked rubbed in certain ways in certain places smell exactly <laughs> <laughs> that the next person would never do. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's important to have conversations about what you like and what you don't like so that that experience could be, you know, something that you want and not something that you regret. I have another question. Is sex 
so important that if you find someone who like hits every mark but your sexual preferences or things that you want to experience is not connecting is it is it so important that you walk away from that or do you open yourself up to like try to explore that with that person it's hard to say but i honestly do believe like you can learn to pleasure your partner in the way that they desire and i feel like if you're not willing to do that then i think from that point on you should probably figure out ways to like <laughs> to step out of that i mean that's what i would do mm -hmm. i would try to give the opportunity to see if it can improve yeah and explaining like what to's and what nots yeah um and vice versa if he wanted me to do something else in a specific way or whatever I would try to explore that and see if we could come to you know what we both enjoy mm -hmm. but if it comes to a point where it's just it's just not working because to a certain extent it isn't it is important it's like if you're not you being you're like, if you're not being stimulated 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 yeah. properly you know that's i it's possible that's when partners can go elsewhere yeah in regards to finding you know what they want sexually speaking of elsewhere i'm wondering if like do do I choose to okay, he likes BDSM. Do I throw myself in a swing? Like do I, <laughs> like, do I put on the, the cat suit? Like, do I like do these things that I may not have well, tried before? Be in a costume. Right. Or do I say, okay, that's I don't want to do that, but I'll open a door for maybe a swing in relationship. Like you can go mm -hmm. and explore that. I'll still be your girlfriend. I'll be your partner, your wife, whatever. But since I can't please you, like you can please me. I like the regular day, but <laughs> you please me, but I'm still okay with you like doing the things that you love because I, I can't do that. I can't get into it, but I can't get into it, but you can go elsewhere and do that. I don't know. Cause that could be whether it's me and Bob, we do that, but maybe me and Jack, we're not open to that. So mm -hmm. maybe it depends on the relationship. Right. Because the same thing too, like I might be sexually one way with Philip, but then when I got with Jack, my sexuality, it could be the time period. It could mm -hmm. be with him, it's just different. It's just, I don't think sex is just this one big stamp of like, it's always this way right. with this person. Your sexual experiences could be the same, uh, uh, missionary style, yeah. but <laughs> but like like I'm saying, like you could be having the same sexual position with two two different people, two different times, and it's better with this person than that person. Yeah, yeah, because of your chemistry or whatever it is, it's just different. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I was trying to compare that to like, the <laughs> other stuff, but. <laughs> um like you know it's okay to have those conversations even if you're 50 years in like 
you might want to explore something new. And it's okay to say no to it. Somebody say, oh, let me put it between your neck and just like, <laughs> 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 like no, I'm not okay with that. Like, say, you can say no, you know. Exactly, just say no. <laughs> I, I, say, I say no to plenty because some things are just not my forte. And I will say, I will play that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Some things are just not for me. Okay, um, so... All right, we kind of hit on that. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what happened? <laughs> so, um, living in a tri-state area, uh-huh. or even living in at, at this age in 2022 with the rent being so high, a lot of us have roommates. A lot of us mm-hmm. live with other people, yes. but we're still dating, and we're not dating our roommates. Um, how do you go about it? Having your intimate time with your partner or whoever it is that you bring into your room with having a roommate i'm going to their place hopefully they stay by themselves (laughs) let's talk as if they don't like because i want to know are there rules like i was watching um um a tv show and the people were in college um and they will put a sock on the door like some people will put a sock on the door so what do you do do you put a sock on your door do you text your roommate do you know in advance that this person is coming over and you might get a little some like what's are there rules when you have a roommate how does that work i mean just let me know somebody coming over i mean my assumption is going to be that most likely something's going to go down mm-hmm. <laughs> i prefer to sleep i prefer to be knocked out sleep or not home <laughs> okay that's what it is luckily me and my girl we don't share walls so <laughs> i feel like it makes it just that much easier like because i i'm a light sleeper so the fact that i cannot hear when i'm locked out sleep that works for me but i think for me personally in regards to having someone over i'm like it'd be i i don't know i just i think i would feel a little uncomfortable just knowing like if somebody can hear you yeah the possibility of somebody hearing yeah. me at least the person that i live with hearing me now as far as my neighbor i really don't care about my neighbor <laughs> <laughs> but it's just i don't know it just makes me feel like real awkward like trying to be quiet like i don't want to be quiet yeah so i'd rather be <laughs> in hotel room that's expensive they are very expensive <laughs> i mean but the thing is like if it happens it happens like i definitely would give a heads up like hey such and such is coming over it's not necessarily going to happen that it, that we're going to have sex, but I would just keep in the back of my mind that it's going to be a possibility. Yeah, like you do, you never know what's going to happen in the private of somebody's own room. Yeah. You know, you might have a little glass of wine, a little glass of whatever. You might feel a little frisky in there. You know, <laughs> things things jump off. You know, especially when it ain't planned. Like who, yeah, who plans? I mean, some people some plan sex. Do. I don't plan sex. Sometimes it just happens when it happens. But yeah. the thing is, just like you know, just. Uh, a courtesy heads up such and such is coming over heads up and I, <laughs> <laughs> I i will always assume that there's a possibility of something going down i just think just you know grown-ass women it's a possibility it can happen it may yeah. not but there's always a chance i have the same response um and i do the same assuming thing but it's because of how close the relationships are mm-hmm. so i know like when people in my life are dating certain people and what that person means to them and how attracted they are or whatever. So I know that there's a likelihood that now if you say like a friend who I know is just a friend is coming over, then I'm not going to assume that. Right. 
Um, but if it's like somebody that you've been dating or somebody that you like or somebody that you met last night, you're like, oh my gosh, he's so hot. Okay. Like certain terminologies yeah. that you, your friend or your roommate or whoever it is may use. Okay. It's likely that that's probably going to go down. But if it does go down, I don't put the sock on the door or right. anything like that. But like TV might be loud or the radio might be loud because it's not embarrassment, but it's kind of like a I same thing. I don't want to be I don't want to be hurt, and then like I don't I don't want to know that I was hurt either. So mm-hmm. I just try to like saying muffle is weird, but it's the truth. Like yeah. muffle yourself with a pillow or whatever that you're using to try to keep the the volume down. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you went to your room and go on vacation. <laughs> yeah, or you try to go to their spot so you don't right. have to worry about so that. They don't but you know sometimes you just can't you can't avoid somebody possibly overhearing like I'll never forget I was in my <laughs> I was in I was it was late one night I was on the phone mm-hmm. and I thought I heard a cat outside <laughs> <laughs> and it sounded like this <laughs> y'all it wasn't a cat it was my neighbor yeah. And it lasted like 30 minutes. But at first, I really thought it was like, I thought it was a Maybe she was dressed up. Um, she might have been. Catwoman. She might have been Catwoman crawling across the bed or whatever. I don't know what they was doing over there. But it wasn't like, it wasn't loud. Like loud. I think because it was late, it was quiet. Yeah. I was on the phone. If I had my TV on, I wouldn't have heard anything. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it was late and she was making that noise. And the person was on the phone, but I'm like, can you hear that? They couldn't hear it, but <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think she was trying to be quiet. Probably. I think she was trying to be quiet, but it sounded like a cat was outside. Yeah, that is funny. <laughs> that's hilarious to me. Yeah. When it happens, it happens. I don't think I've ever heard. I mean, in college. I mean, yeah, college. In college, I think you kind of just don't care in college. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, I was like, yeah. When I heard my roommate, I was like, yeah, okay, like, yeah. all right. I'm like, oh, she, they finally did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get it, get it, Romy. Let me turn on my TV. <laughs> but the funny thing is, like, I also remember hearing the, the bed pounding from the person above. So it's like, oh, damn, yeah. man, like, I used to get my room like, dun, dun, dun. but as an adult, <laughs> as an adult, I don't think I've ever heard it. I've just been more on the, the other side of, I hope the roommate did not hear that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but sex talk, y'all. So we kind of talked, we talked about um, masturbation already kind of like loosely, but I kind of want to change the the question. Okay. Um, at what age did you first ex- like go shopping for your first sex toy? And how was the experience? The first time I, I was, it wasn't until I was like, probably like mid-20s. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't, cause I I really never really had an interest in like a toy. Yeah, I just I never really thought to try to get. I can't remember why I bought one in the first place. I honestly don't remember why. But I was in. I was asking. I was like, so um, I was like, I want to make sure that I can put it in. <laughs> I want to make sure it was waterproof. Oh my god! So I had to. You have to go and you have to ask questions like, no, what's, no, the what's the brand? What's the warranty on this? <laughs> like, 
I wanted to know what I was buying. Yeah. Um, this gonna get it, stuck. it felt kind of awkward. Like the first time I went, it felt awkward because even though it was my first time, I literally had to. I mean, of course, they get people coming there asking these type of questions all the time. Like, we're right. at a damn sex store. Right. But to just go in there and be asked, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for a um, <laughs> whisperer. Right. <laughs> I'm looking for a, a, a Delta. Like, I'm looking for. I'm looking for <laughs> It's my first one. <laughs> like, oh, your first one? Oh, great. Let me show you the this. She was so wow. excited. Right. <laughs> like, you, well, damn, we are in the store. Right. <laughs> we, you don't have to whisper. Everyone's here looking at the same face. thing. <laughs> so that was that was funny. But um, yeah, the first time it was kind of awkward for me. I mean, but I mean, after like talking to the the lady at the store and her explaining like different things and what does what like some of that stuff I was like hey <laughs> let's go down to the bottom shelf because that stuff up there I got too many gadgets and fish and buttons and well, I need a starter kit. <laughs> <Started kit. laughs> oh man the first time I ever went was when we were in Atlanta um I don't remember who I was with which click it was but we had all now I do but we had all gone to this sex store that was in Atlanta and I couldn't bring myself to buy a dildo or anything because I was like, this is just too, like, too, too much. much for me right now. So I don't remember. I actually do remember it. I bought a bullet. Mm. Um, I, was, I, was, I think I remember you buying it. Yeah, I bought a bullet. And I was so excited for my little bullet. It's literally like a little tiny thing that you get stick up in here. And it comes out at a certain time, right? So, and I was just so excited about that thing. And that was the first, it's the first little toy that I bought. Um, But after that, I've never gone shopping um, in a sex store where I ask the rep questions. I'll just like look around and try to like figure it out by myself or while I'm there, I'll pull up Google because I still feel like I don't want to ask anybody anything. Um, but yeah, that was my first experience buying, buying something. Um, and even now, even now I still uh, don't like to buy certain things um, because I have my preferences, but um yeah, I, there used to be shame in getting fixed to yeah. it because there was shame about um, masturbation. But now, like, I, I'm glad that we're having this conversation on our podcast because I want to help to normalize uh, sexualities and mm. sexual preference and self-pleasure and uh, late-night stands. Oh, <laughs> like, late-night, one-night. Late-night, one-night, two-night, one day. All right. right. So enjoy it. Enjoy your life. Just... Be safe, uh, be safe. Do it exactly. Just be safe, and safe not just like contraceptive wise, but also like with people. You know, like bringing people to your house. You have to be careful with mm-hmm. that too. Um, yeah. Just be safe in all those realms. Okay, so next up, we want to talk about the myths um, and the taboos regarding sex. Mm-hmm. So the first one that comes to mind. Um, sorry. Let's talk about uh, the, the myths and the taboos about sex. So what are some myths and taboos that you've learned, whether as a young person or an adult, about sex? Well, sure, when I was growing up, it was a matter of, like, if you have sex, you're going to catch a disease. Mm. Like, that's pretty much how. That was how they taught, basically how they taught sex ed. Like, if you have sex, <laughs> these are the pictures of the things that can happen to your body. Don't have sex. Like, on well, Mean Girls. Know. 
Oh that's God. disgusting mm -hmm. to like kind of keep you from that and say but i'm like i'm telling horny teenagers <laughs> like they still want to explore it anyway you might as well get them like the real on how to truly protect themselves right. and what they should do um i mean they did in a way like they were like um like you could go to like the health center and they would give, give you condoms um but like <laughs> it's just a matter of how it wasn't set up in a way to where like it was, I don't think it was, it was taught properly as far as like, opposed to just putting on the video and talking about the different types of STDs and STIs that you can get from having sex. Mm -hmm. Okay, but what is sex? We know we have babies from sex, but there was never really any conversations around like the body parts and things like that. I feel like it just could have been, I don't know how they do it now, but I feel like then when it was taught, it wasn't done very well. Yeah, <laughs> and this goes back to, Molly and I had a conversation some days ago and I feel like, First of all, it was our gym teacher who, uh, no, was it? that was Mean Girls, my bad. Mean Girls was the gym teacher, but it <laughs> was- a mix of Mean Girls in real life. <laughs> it was um, the women in, in our school. So the women teacher got together and um, put like a, the women group, like the girls group, and then they, the men in the school got together and did a men's group. And we had like a weekend Saturday or something like that, where they told us different things, but it was still all surface conversations. Um, so we learn about the women's rep reproductive system and um, the chromosomes and all that stuff, but we don't learn about what does the vagina look like? What are the different parts of the vagina? Where does your urine come out of? Where does the baby come out of? Right, there's okay? more than one hole there. Right. Is it okay that I'm having this white cream stuff come out? Oh, I, the first time it came out, I think it's like a a disease. I don't even want to tell my mommy because she's going to think that I was doing it. <laughs> like, all these different things of, like, things that's going wrong. So, I think if they're not doing it now, they should teach those things in school. And my mind started going off of this because one of our friends had posted um, a video, like, he reposted um, a reel or something like that of them having a sex class where the women were learning how to properly ride. They weren't like literally having sex in the class. Yeah. They were like learning like how to balance yourself and how to move your body to actually ride and like do different sexual positions. And then some time ago too, there was a, a woman who posted herself and her aunt and they were using each other and she was, the aunt was teaching the, the niece how to properly do sexual positions. And honestly, in those moments when watching, it was like a ha ha or like a what the heck, like right. kind of response but all in all like where else you want to learn positions like I learned from <laughs> my cousins my cousins who older cousins like jokingly like doing the positions but I was like so shy and stuff it's like oh I don't want to do that or whatever and then also like learning from uh was it one life to live or whatever growing up shows my my ground while watching it but it's all fake because it's like uh, like like all the, <laughs> like like a perfect way to have sex and it's supposed to look this right. specific way and even the same thing with pornography it's either going to be rough or it's going to be super soft and it, it looks so perfect but sex is not that way right or even like talking about sex like the first time you have sex it's going to hurt like yeah. i've never I, I don't think i've ever had that like explained to me like mm -hmm. the first time you're gonna have sex it's not gonna be <laughs> it's not gonna be like this perfect beautiful music. thing like i know it's, it's going to hurt mm -hmm. like and I feel like conversations like that need to be had too. And like how to like, I mean, I don't know how you gonna prepare yourself for that, but it's just a matter of like, it's not, it's not a fairy tale. Yeah. It's not a fairy tale. I think another taboo too, as far as like, 
what I learned growing up is like, you don't have sex until you get married. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm around all these people that's not married that have kids. And I know for a fact that you had to have had sex to have these children. So what is this big thing about not having sex before you're married? Right. That was that was a very confusing um, lesson that was being taught. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's truly something biblical or if that's something that people made up just to put out there. Um, but I've been told that too by the same people who don't have a wedding ring or anything to show for it as well. And people shame people mm-hmm. because, oh, she's walking around with five kids, may not even marry, three different baby daddies. Right. Like, bro, that's her, like, let her live her life. You know, it's different. Maybe she's poly, maybe she's not. It's just her decision or whatever. Um, but yeah, I've heard that too. And I think that's not cool uh, to throw around because then it's showing people like who want to be intimate or get pleasure or whatever, that they're shame. They feel shame for what they've done or what they want to do. Yeah, but I also feel like in this day and age, I think it's, it's definitely not how it was back in the day as far as like putting this stamp on the fact that you have to be married, you have to be married. Um, I think there's more of an openness to um, just sexuality in general. Mm-hmm. as far as like allowing people to be who they are and love who they love and let them do what they want to do mm-hmm. um but like we said just be safe when you're doing it yeah. <laughs> another thing that i've heard was uh like in the 90s you were just here was it in the 90s or the early 2000s whatever yeah it was um popping cherry i literally as a kid thought it was like a cherry like the cherries that come in a jar i thought it was a cherry up there so like I thought like you know like that when you get penetrated or whatever happens when you have sex then the, this cherry will be popped and then it, like a balloon and then all this red blood mm-hmm. would spill down and it'll be all over the place I guess the people's experience is different mine wasn't all over the place situation right. um but like it made me freak out like how Simone said it's gonna be painful it's gonna hurt my experience is different. It wasn't like this, oh my God, like I'm dying of pain kind of situation, which is what I was made to believe that it's going to be so like painful and like really, really hurt. And it's going to be like a, a lava just all over the place. Oh my gosh. That, that's what it I was traumatized. Yeah. And it, it made me keep as long as I did. It made me stay a virgin as long as I, as long as I was. So I guess for whatever goal that person had and those people had to tell me, the taboo of, of sex, it worked. It kept it. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, you know, when I was in high school, the girls would say, like, oh, like, talk about their sex life and how great it was and all that stuff. I still had all the other fears, like, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to catch nothing. I don't want to get pregnant my first time because I know people who got pregnant the first time or caught something the first time. Mm-hmm. Just so many things, yeah. like, oh, I don't want that to be yeah. so scary. And the other thing, you hear so much, or I've heard so much, about you're gonna have a birds and a bee conversation with your parent, and I never got that. I don't think to this I did day, either. I I'm never not. had a sexual conversation with my mom or my parent. I'm I'm honestly wondering, did I? I mean, I know I was taught, you know, boys are nasty and <laughs> <laughs> stay away from boys. Oh my gosh, I honestly don't. If I if I did, uh, my memory is just not serving itself very well right now. But I don't remember like sitting down and having a conversation. I do re- recall briefly though, like being told like if you're gonna have it, make sure you're safe and you use a condom. That's my only conversation because I remember afterwards, I, I'm the one who asked my mom, "Can I go to the GYN?" Because I heard my friends 
talking about like the gynecologist to get checked out and stuff because I heard my friends talking about it and then after talking to my mom about the situation um in my life like you know me wanting to or having it then that's when she told me you know don't let anybody pressure you to do it people are going to say whatever to try to get to the prize make sure you always use a contraceptive yeah like that's when she started to say stuff to me but as a kid growing up I never had the boys and the girls kind of Boys and birds and the bees. <laughs> conversation. I was just told you can't have a boyfriend. That's the only conversation that I've ever had. And then two, oh, you're going to college, you might want to get birth control. Like, but I never had like a this is what happened. This you're gonna like boys, you're gonna to want to do this, maybe you should do this, blah blah. I never had that. And I hope that when I have children that I'm able to have a conversation. Because even with my nephews and Leia, like my goddaughter and just like little kids around me, I want them to stay innocent for so long, but they can't stay that way forever. They're in the world, so like I hope that whenever if they ever come to me to ask me a question or something, that I can be that person to to speak with them about it, and I will hope that they can stay, you know, innocent for as long as they choose to, or as long as possible. Yeah. But um, when they choose to do what they choose to do, that they'll do it in the safest way. Um and mindful way as well yeah absolutely i agree because i don't want like like even as an adult at this age i'm still like i i don't like that that my parent or adults in my life didn't talk to me it was it was the kids yeah it was me in third grade learning from watching general hospitals that this is what's happening like my cousin would come to me and say you don't see when grandma be watching this that's what they be doing because a kid at my school said sex and i went to my cousins and asked them was what that is because I felt too ashamed or scared to ask my mom. Mm -hmm. yeah, you imagine like a, a seven like year old kid got stuff from watching TV though, mm -hmm. and like listen to conversations of other people or like you haven't had sex yet, but you overhear other people talking about like what they've been doing and how they was having sex, and you're like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> what are y'all talking about? Yeah. Right, um, like the things that they be doing because I know it was instilled in me to not get pregnant. Like it was like go to school, focus on school, don't worry about no boys, like. Do not get pregnant. <laughs> do not be. I do not be a teen mom, a young mom. Like focus on my education. So I was like, I was like, I was scared to get pregnant. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> don't be having no babies. <laughs> and getting that message because I received the same thing too. Um, being on the receiving end of that message brings shame because then when I start liking or feeling attracted to somebody, I don't want to tell my mom or my dad because they told me I can't explore that so who do i run to <laughs> say i have a crush or some or something on somebody or when i start feeling like things like i want to touch myself or do things now i'm trying to hide it because i don't want to get in trouble right because i feel so ashamed of it yes normalize having like true birds and bees conversation yeah what do you call the birds and bees i don't know i don't know which one of the, the, <laughs> the bird of the bee like <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess the the bees. Why is it like the bees and the flowers? Because you know how the bees be like pollinating. Never mind. No, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> that's it for our conversation. Unless you have a question or something else that you want to talk about around this time. Uh no, I don't. Uh, actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we can move on to our dorm story segment. We're well, all wind up, y'all. We are definitely yeah. I mean, I kind of needed it for that conversation. <laughs> Lego.
Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what's the, what's the, what's the scenario? In today's dorm story segment, Yaya and I, I did the same thing you did. <laughs> <laughs> Yaya, Yaya is over Yaya. there. <laughs> Yaya and I will be discussing our first crush. <gasps> Oh my gosh. And you know how like people reconnect with people that you went to middle school, elementary school with? Yeah. To this day, I have not seen to this day. I've never come across him, but I had like a big crush on him and it was like a clique. It was Michael uh, and three other boys who were like in the clique. And it's funny that the two of the other boys crushed me too, but I didn't like them. Like I wanted Michael. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I remember... Um, Michael was in my class, but then he would like always get pulled out of class for something. So I used to just run like the hallways and stuff. Little yaya, right? I would run the hallway and I found out that Michael would sound so bad. I found out that Michael would go to the gym for that period. So um one day I went to the gym where Michael was and I sat down like I was supposed to be in the class. And lo and behold, now, it could have been that my mom signed me up and I just didn't know, but lo and behold, I just started participating in the swing class. And um, at first, I remember being a partner with this boy uh, named Rashad. He was cute, too. He, that's one of the boys that had that liked me. And I remember he was walking me down the hallway like, oh, I like you, but don't tell anybody else. I said, no, like, I don't want to beat you. But anyway, whatever seven-year-olds say, but um, me and Rashad were dance partners in the class but I don't know how it switched up or what I did, but I ended up being a swing dance partner with Michael. And then when we went to New Jersey Performing Arts Center to perform the dance, uh, Michael was my partner. But I never thought Michael would be my boyfriend. <laughs> I just remember like all third grade, that was my, my crush. That was the first crush I ever had. Okay. <laughs> my heart looks flutter. <laughs> uh, my first crush was a person I couldn't even see in person. I mean, <laughs> Please say no to her. Please 
say no to her because I don't want to be the one to say no. I think the guy saw me buying the CD. He was like, oh, you want the cutout? Because <laughs> you got to give it a big deal. Right. I was like, yeah, well, like, please can I have it? The cutout sitting in the backseat of the car. Oh. Oh my <laughs> but like God. my true like crush, I don't think, I didn't really have one until middle school. And it was with a boy I never even actually went up and talked to. I was so nervous. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's so cute. <laughs> and I think my dad knew I think like his father or something, somebody. But once my dad found out that I had a crush on this boy, I was like, you cannot like this boy. <laughs> Cut it out. Of, because of because of his family, something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I just like the boy. Like he got my boyfriend. I remember one time we were at the same party and we just happened to all be on the elevator together. And I think my dad caught me look at him. I think my dad like punched me in the <laughs> Like I saw you looking at that boy. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what it's like for like for for your dad, like for the, to be a parent and see your kid um being attracted to somebody else. Like right, not even being attracted, being attracted to somebody that you don't like. That <laughs> they family. Yeah, like, no. It's like it was almost like, like is this Romeo and Juliet? Like <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I'm like, man, the boy never even had a conversation. I think I probably like sat behind him in class. Like I was more like a little weirdo girl. It's like, oh my gosh, he's so cute. <laughs> Never even had a conversation with a boy. Angelica. No, that wasn't Angelica. What's the hell? Helga. <laughs> but I wasn't mean I was to him. I mean, I wasn't mean to him. Oh, yeah, it was just like, I just, I was just, I thought he was very cute. I thought he was very cute. That was it. That was, I think that's my, that's my first, like, I think, was that sixth grade or seventh grade? I think it was like, I think it was seventh grade. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, probably, probably sixth or seventh grade. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah. We had some little questions back in the Disney. Yes, we did. We did. And that's the end of our our crush part. Yeah, that's the end of our stories. (laughs) It's time for announcements. It's time for announcements. It's time for announcements. It's time for announcements. (laughs) I did a different dance this time because we did this for the other one. I don't know what I was doing. I was just moving my shoulders and getting into it. Hey, get into the show. Get jiggy. <laughs> so, it's a new, I was going to say it's a new year, but it's not, not yet, a year. <laughs> Dang, girl. Right. It's a new <laughs> month. And we have a new question. New question. <laughs> y'all, if y'all not watching, <laughs> so now you're so silly. Um, we have a new question which asks, Basically, how do you use your own love language to love on yourself? Mm-hmm. That's not the exact wording, y'all, because you know I got my notes in front of me. But basically, like, we do these love language quests. Quests? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you saying? We, we do a love language test <laughs> to find out, you know, what our love languages are and we think of the perspective of how our um, significant other made love on us. But after having a podcast with um, Ronald, Dr. Ronald Love from um, his podcast, the episode that we were in, we thought to have this question of how do you use your own love language to love on yourself? So we will be posting uh, the question of the month on our pod- YouTube channel. Y'all. Fix it. <laughs> <laughs> on our YouTube channel as well as I was trying to say our Instagram page. And you can comment down below on that or down below in the comment section um, possibly on Spotify or YouTube to let us know what your response to this question is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And speaking of podcasts, if you enjoy listening to Truth Carpet, all that we ask you to do is share it with a friend. Yeah. Let somebody know that you know 
about truth carpet. Yes. Because they might like it too. It might be a certain uh, episode topic that you think might be good for somebody to listen to. It might be this one. Yes. Who knows? But we're in the third season, <laughs> which means there are three seasons to choose from. This is technically episode 43 Sheesh. all together. Right. So you have options yes. to go through. I was actually listening to one of our first episodes the other day. Oh. Don't miss the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> going back and just listening to like how we started doing a little reminiscing into where we are now with our video podcasting yeah. okay like we didn't used to have mics i literally used to use the um the headphones that came with my cell phone yep. <laughs> that's how we started and now look at us now doing the damn thing so yes please share with a friend like comment and subscribe yes and also um we share poetry either we do it ourselves, which is what we've been doing for the last two seasons. But this year we trickled down and changed things up and had guests come on. So if you're a lover of poetry, you may you know know of other places where you listen to poetry too. So let us know mm-hmm. so that we can listen. And also we want to use other platforms, not just our podcast. So if you know open mic events or anything that's going on, just let us know. Shoot us a DM or uh technophys if you have our phone numbers to let us know what's going on i must say moni and i went to the death poetry comedy thingy thing i don't know (laughs) is it a poetry jam reunion (laughs) yeah we went there and i had a blast we had a time there it's so nice to just uh witness people who've been doing this for years like probably years longer than we've been born um, as well as people that's on the rise to getting there, still in college and, and writing. It's like, wow, like the different ways um, that people express themselves artistically. And uh, it, it, it encouraged me because when we look at other people, it's like, dang, I want to be just like that. But what makes you unique is your own way of delivering the message. So everyone that came up there had a different way, whether they were reading off those sheets of paper that the print was hella big, (laughs) or they, you know, used like body language and extra, like the tone went higher and lower, like just theatrical rapping and make it (laughs) (laughs) be be boxing. Like I said, whoa, I was like, whoa, okay. It's just so dope. So we want to experience that more as well. So if you hear any events, or see anything on Eventbrite or anything, just shoot it to us and we're, let us know. We, we most likely we will be there. We want to be a part of these moments. Yeah. Also, we're still waiting for the barbecue invite. It's summertime, y'all, and we're trying to be outside. Yes. So if anybody's having a cookout, invite your best friend to go, okay? Yes. We want to be there. Yes. We don't want to be square. We want to be there. Two sevens. <laughs> That's it for our announcements, I think. Yes, and that concludes this episode of Truth Carpet, season three, episode 11. Yes, let go. And we will be back in your ears in two weeks. Two of them. Stay black. Stay proud.